Um, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, with the herbs, you get some really tall herbs and you get sort of the low-level ground herbs. So it's actually really easy to make your garden look amazing and have, have it like head-to-toe in medicinals. Um, on, the, on the sort of tall level, you've got the marshmallow and the goldenrod. The goldenrod is this bright yellow tails waving in the air and the marshmallow is just like that has this like super soft leaves that you just want to rub on your face and uh and you can nibble on the flowers as well and um and you've got the meadow sweet just giving off it's like queen of the meadow scent all over your garden and then like mid-level you've got like the mints or the vervain um or things like that and then on the low level you might have um yeah, ground ivy or um, some other creepers, maybe. Um, maybe even things like, you know, a lot of the common weeds, like, um, I mean, nettles are fully welcome in my garden, but um, white dead nettles as well, you know, they provide amazing nectar for early nectar sources. And uh, yeah, there's so many medicinal weeds, there's so many medicinal flowers. And I think also part of the education could be to help people include more medicinals just in their everyday gardens and how to use them because they really are beautiful and so colourful and you know, massively useful and quite safe, you know, herbal medicine is really safe for the masses as well, generally speaking. I'm Alice Bettany, I'm a herbalist and I run a Sacred Seeds Herbal Project which um, mostly encompasses the Herbal Box Scheme which is loosely based or on a CSA um, but it's often termed CSH, the Community Supported Herbalism. It's a little bit of, uh, yeah, my inspiration basically came from the States where there's loads of really successful projects out there. Uh, all across the states and in Canada and um, there hasn't been any successful projects in the UK and at the moment I'm the only herbal box scheme that's running so it's uh, I guess I'm just testing out that market for myself and um, really enjoying the creative process. Maybe it would be good to talk a little bit about why and how you got into it a little bit about your background? So I probably came into it from um, really wanting to teach more people about um, being self-sufficient with their, me- with their medicine needs, with their, with their health needs. And so I do lots of foraging workshops, teaching people how to forage for food and medicine. Um, we run a home herbal, um, pro- um, home ed herbal program with young children. And um, I really appreciate that. So the box scheme for me is all about education. So they get the ready-made products, but they also get all the information on how to recreate those products themselves again at home. Um, details about how to uh, details about all of the herbs that are involved, um, included in those products, um, plant profiles, seeds for them to grow their own herbs at home as well. So it's really about basically moving away from a you know a dependent healthcare system to being really independent learning how to use the weeds that are growing underneath our feet and learning how to be more self-sufficient which is you know bringing back the people's medicine herbal medicine to the people really is probably my passion and drive yeah and um maybe you could talk a little bit about like your situation how you choose what to grow and um 
what you found to be most successful maybe I'm probably going to say I'm really hit and miss actually so I rely um, I don't I'm not completely self-sufficient for my box her box needs I forage for quite a lot so it also depends on the season and what's been done well um, in the hedgerows and so forth I've had a bit of a battle with mice eating lots of my roots that I've been growing. They love chicory root, uh, and they also love the milk thistle seeds. And so there's been a few trial and tribulations. Fortunately, with herbal medicine, most of the herbs are perennial. So uh, it's just a case of getting them established, letting them grow and grow and grow, and, um, yeah, harvesting them, coppicing them right, or... um, I mean, the medicine cabinet goes, you know, there's not so many annuals, so it is a lot of perennials, but it's also shrubs and trees. So it takes quite a long time to establish my garden. So um, I'm still in the early stages, really, and I supplement my needs from buying in from organic sources as well. And in terms of, like, who to sell to, so you're doing the CSA scheme, but do you sell to other people, or how are you, yeah, how did you get started that way? So I advertise, it's all been online advertisement, and I have I probably about 20, 30% of my box subscribers are local, and the rest are nationwide. So I ship all over the country, um, which is brilliant, and I'm able to do that because of technology, and I have, I have a Skype consultation with them um to make sure that all the medicines i send them are safe and uh not contraindicated with any medicines or uh conditions that they might have so um yeah the market you know i guess no one else is doing the box scheme so the market isn't as established as it is in the states for instance and to be honest the general public are still catching up and still need to be better educated about what herbal medicine actually is so there's the whole wider uh, conversation around how herbs can be implicated in your health. So if someone wanted to start growing herbs tomorrow, um, or say you have a farm with like lots of different things going on, like what would your tips be to get started? Uh, you need to know what soil you've got. Um, depending on herbs, will like different soils. Some will like some love clay, some love sandy, loamy. It kind of um, yeah varies a lot. Wildflowers really like. Um, the chalk, uh, chalk down areas. You can recreate that, of course, as well, um, if you needed to. Generally, my advice, I do, sometimes do a little bit of garden design advice for people, and I normally ask them what are their most common ailments in their household. And so quite often, let's say, respiratory issues come up really commonly. So I'll be like, okay, is it coughs, is it colds, is, you know, what is it? And then we'll plan their garden for their, for their household medical needs. And then they can start using them straight away and they can reap the benefits and they're not just going to be sort of planted and obscure herbs that they're not going to use very often. So, yeah, it's more about individual needs and uh, just getting out there and using the wild um, edges as well. You'll have all of the, the wild weeds, the nettles, the dandelions, the ground ivy. It will all be available already, no doubt, on your land as well. So it's... I guess a good starting point is really learning your plant identification, learning about the wild weeds, and um, starting to do some foraging of your own. Obviously, you're, you're trialling a CSA model, which is great. Um, and in terms of some of the uh, UK market organic herbs kind of issues that were brought up, um, are they issues for you? I mean, do you, if you do expand, do you want to be selling to bigger markets? Like, what do you see going forward are your issues? 
Good question. Um, the common denominator uh, that most herb growers have is that big, it's the big topic of the talk is the drying and the uh, preservation of the herbs to do them in a, uh, a healthy pathogen uh, way, uh, pathogen-free way. So, um, yeah, you know, whether we need the steam, steamer, industrial steamer, whether we need like an industrial drying system. I have, uh, I have a lot of problems with space and uh, enough areas to dry my harvest. So um, it's a continual um, issue for me, really. I guess um, I need to maintain my market. So I need to be able to sell enough boxes to make it worth my while. And the number's quite high. It's like above 35 boxes, really, uh, per quarter to make it worth my while um, financially. And that has to be sort of sustained. So people can buy a one-off box or they can sign up for a year. So I need to continually be getting new subscribers, which is a challenge. Um, and, hmm... I guess the, the general challenge around um, any grower that's going to have an issue around, um, you know, pests and diseases and uh, losses in that way. So I'm still learning how to manage that organically and dealing with various, you know, insects. <laughs> the market value of medicinal herbs or, or herbs is really low in the UK. So that's, I guess, an issue to address. I mean, with my business model for my herb box, um, essentially I don't get paid for any of the work that I do in my garden. So I get paid for um, you know, making the products, doing all the written online information that they get and packaging it up and so forth. But uh, the, all the garden work is essentially my labour of love that I do um, I would, you know, I would probably be doing it anyway because it fulfills me on lots of levels. I am growing the herbs not just for my box scheme, but to make medicines for my dispensary, and um, it feeds into my business in lots of other ways and the workshops that I do and so forth. So that's just how it is for me. Hopefully, within about five years' time, my business model should tell me that I should um, get paid for a bit more gardening time later on down the line. So. Um, it's just that time of investment, labour of love, and you know, making it work. It's working for me at the moment, so that's where I'm at. <laughs>